Welcome, travelers. Welcome to season three, episode 32 of Travel Happens. We are back to the magic of travel. Today, I am joined by my fellow travel advisor from Reach for the Magic Destinations, Amy Krause. She specializes in family travel. Today, Amy is going to discuss favorite resorts at Walt Disney World. Get the best information when it comes to answering the age-old question, where should I stay for my Walt Disney World trip? This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Today, Amy will dive into the details to find out what are the best places to stay when you have a Walt Disney World visit. Should I stay on site? I don't know. Let's find out. This is Travel Happens Season 3. Welcome to a whole new season exploring different travel spheres. You don't want it to occur, but travel happens. I mean, did you listen to my um, <laughs> interview with Amy when she was asking me about the Norwegian Prima? A lot of travel was happening there. I know, lots of travel happens. And then yeah. even... We didn't even talk about it, but you had other travel that happened on your other cruise when you came back. Yeah. Yeah. So you have something to to look forward to. There'll be be another um, discussion about the MSC Seashore later on. So we'll talk about that. But um, but today it's all about Walt Disney World Resorts. And uh, yeah, so we're here to supply advice, guidance and aid and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help planning a trip? Our contact information is in the show notes. Just drop us a line. Okay, we are back and we're talking travel news. And um, I think what we'll do is I, I, I think I'll start. Okay. So you have lots of good news. I, I have all sorts of interesting news. I'm going to start with a, a, a lot of people that we deal with have to fly to their destination. Mm-hmm. So uh, Southwest airlines is inviting customers to begin booking July and August travel after the carrier's flight schedule was extended through August 14th, 2023. To me, this is huge because in the past, Southwest would only release dates just like a few months out. So this yeah, is- sometimes you could get six months, maybe. Yeah. Not this far. Not this far out. So, you know, I would grab it while you can. <laughs> I know, right? This is like your whole summer travel planning. Yeah. Ready to go. These flights can be booked today at Southwest.com. Southwest continues growing with a record amount of service for Denver customers. As of July 11th, 2023, the airline will serve 92 destinations from Denver nonstop with a peak schedule of 303 departures a day. This will be the first time any Southwest flight schedule will offer 300 plus departures from one airport. 
across wow. its yeah across its route map of 121 airports, Southwest will offer a peak schedule of 4,374 departures a day in summer 2023. Ooh. Yeah. Do you fly them a lot out of Philadelphia? I have. I, okay. I, I was. I was expecting really for my um, most recent trip, I, I was thinking that I would take Southwest. I ended up not. Okay. Um, that's usually but, our primary yeah. go-to here in Nashville. I mean, it's one of the, it's usually the cheapest, although it's not as cheap as it used to be. Um, but yeah, that's almost always our go-to to fly unless we're going, you know, obviously international, but right around the United States, we almost always yes. fly Southwest. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia years here ago, once again, I'm dating myself, uh, <laughs> used to be a major hub for what was an airline that is no more U.S. Air. Mm. And um, they basically, they had like a stranglehold on uh, Philadelphia International Airport. And uh, Southwest came to town and it just changed everything because I just felt like U.S. Air had a monopoly. So mm. they really held people hostage and it was like really horrible pricing. And then Southwest came in and it was a ray of sunshine. I loved it. So U.S. Air's gone? Uh, I think it... I guess it is. I, I think it is. <laughs> I, I guess to, I've just... It's always been such like an iconic... Like I, know, I mean, you, you think right. I know that, but I, I guess it's... I, if memory serves me right, I believe uh, American Airlines took them over. Okay, that I guess that's maybe they. I thought they had merged with somebody. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. So beginning on July eleventh, two thousand twenty-three, the carrier will offer returning service uh, daily, seasonally, uh, between Nashville and Burbank, Kansas City, and Milwaukee, and Kansas City and Minneapolis. So good news for our friend Denise over in Wisconsin. Yay. <laughs> um, and as of July, oh, I already talked about that. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's, where, where am I going? So it's lots of cities. I'm just going to say. So they just continue to list all the different cities. Um, on Saturday, July 15th, 2023, Southwest also will launch new seasonal service on Saturdays between Long Beach, California, which is a big cruise port, mm -hmm. and and Orlando. These flights... Wow, that's well, a big flight. Yeah, as these flights, as well as the carrier's full schedule, are now available for purchase. So... There we go. Good news for you. And now, here's another really interesting tidbit. Delta Airlines is restarting its service to Havana, Cuba with two daily nonstop flights from Miami International Airport beginning April 10th, 2023. With this restart, customers traveling through Miami will have access to 203 weekly nonstop flights at 10 U.S. airports. So uh, the thing that I'm hoping about that is there used to be a day not too long ago when you could cruise to Havana, mm -hmm. Cuba used to be a cruise port. Yep. Um, and I'd love to see it back. I'd love to take a little trip to uh, Cuba. So has that just not reopened since COVID or is there something else going on? N no, there, that was something that was uh, former President Trump putting the kibosh on on Cuba. Okay. On Cuba and he is no longer in office. So that's the reason why I imagine 
we can now travel via Delta Air if we want to. Here we go. Um, Electroport, a development project aimed at transforming the port of Heracleon into a green port, was presented in Athens, Greece, at a conference on December 10th, 2022. The project, co-financed by the Connecting Europe facility of the European Union, uses cold ironing to reduce the environmental footprint and the use of shore power for ships with high energy needs, such as cruise ships, uh, according to a statement. Simultaneously, this helps upgrade the port facilities and adopting of green forms of energy. So that's like a big trend in travel in general is sustainability. Mm -hmm. So and you and I have talked in the past about um, uh, the use the of ships. shore power. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good news there. Okay, uh, Amy's going to chime in after me. I'm going to start, and we're going to both talk about what's going on with Disney Cruise Line. Oh uh, yes, yeah, Disney Cruise Line crew uh, visited foster children at the Ranfurly Homes for Children in Nassau, the Bahamas, to spread holiday cheer. So nice. Um, the members spent the day with the children at the nonprofit foster care organization, creating holiday ornaments, delivering gifts, and surprising the kids with a special visit from Captain Mickey Mouse, according to a press release. The Disney Cruise Line also donated $25,000 to the Ranfurly Homes for Children and gifted tablet devices and Bluetooth headphones to each child. Wow. I know. Um, Where's my uh, Bluetooth <laughs> headphones, now, Disney? My tablet? Right. The visit to the Ranfurly Homes for Children is a continuation of the cruise line's Wishes Set Sail campaign aimed at supporting youth activities to celebrate the Disney Wishes inaugural season. Set sail and save. Third and fourth guests of Disney Plus subscribers sail free with two full fare guests during select cruises on the Disney Magic, Disney Dream, and Disney Fantasy. Disney Plus subscribers can book up to two staterooms with this offer. Two full fare guests must stay in each stateroom, and the offer is available um, starting next month through April. And Which is, it, it goes through, well, at least depending on where you live, like yeah. through spring break. Like it's hard to yes. see some of these deals. Actually, a lot of them will end in February and then they start again in right. like later April after right. Easter or so. Right. But to have these deals go over spring break is awesome. Yep. Taxes, fees, and port expenses for all guests are not included and are due at time of final payment. That's just pretty standard with any cruise travel. Yeah. Um, anytime they do any kind of pro uh, promotion, Texas fees and port expenses aren't covered. So um, talk to your friendly neighborhood travel advisors like uh, Amy and myself if you are interested because you want to hop on that ASAP if you're interested. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and you have more news about Disney Cruise Line. Yes, right? I have two more pieces of news okay. about Disney Cruise Line. So as of right now, guests can take advantage of a limited time offer for sailings between. Now, this is far out. 
Yeah. June 19th of 2023. So we're talking uh -huh. next June all the way through May 31st of 2024. Well, that's so, big. That's a right? big gap. That's it's awesome. a big gap, and it's far out. Yeah. Like a lot of the, you know, yes. so the one that Douglas just talked about is happening right now. Right so this now. one's yeah. later. In a few days. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's 50% off your cruise deposit, which is big. These oh, wow. Guys, yeah. These cruises are big. Yeah. Um, but you must actually book it by February 17th of 2023. Well, that's so not too bad. People have a bit of time to, you know, start the planning, start yeah, the process. Yeah. Which is even better in the cruise world because it's elevated pricing. So when right. itineraries first come out, the price is always lowest. Yeah, exactly. And as it continues At least with Disney Cruise Line, that's the case. Correct. Yes. But so and it's also true in a lot of cases with all the other cruise lines that I deal with. Yeah. So as these ships continue to fill, the prices continue to rise. So mm -hmm. by not only are you saving on your deposit, but you're also saving on your cruise line if you're booking now for another yep. year from now. So take advantage definitely of... I, was, I would say, yeah, definitely, you know, book it now. You get the savings. And then if things change in your life and you got to cancel... You know, there'll be some time before you have to do, you know, the final payment and you could cancel. And yeah. Or even if you just shift your day. That's oh, yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. I always do that. Okay. And then the biggest news that just it's actually released today that Douglas mentioned earlier that we are in the inaugural year of the newest Disney cruise ship, The Wish, right. that launched this past summer in 2022. So the making of the Disney Wish will be appearing this actually well, on Christmas Eve, nine o'clock okay. Eastern on the National Geographic channel. This is going to be a 90 minute special that follows the design, the construction, everything all the way to the launch. So go check this out. This kind of behind the scenes, just how the ship and was it, built, how it happens. It's really right. And, and it's, you know, we've talked, uh, especially, uh, most recently, when we've been talking about uh, Royal Caribbeans and their new icon of the seas, about how there's all these milestones in the construction mm -hmm. of a cruise ship. And you and I have talked about how long it takes to build a cruise ship. So it'll be really cool to actually see it, you know, yeah. see what yeah, to see that uh, happen. You know, if you've been a regular listener to this podcast, you actually get to see all what we've been talking about this whole time. I know. <laughs> So that's the only thing else I have in Disney Cruise news. That's that's fine. Um, moving on to MSC Cruises, MSC Cruises has announced the next phase of its U.S. expansion with plans for a new home port in Galveston, Texas, according to a press release. It's getting bigger there. Yeah. You know, that's something that uh, you and I have discussed about how, how much activity is happening in the cruise world in Galveston. Mm hmm. Um, the cruise line said it is in negotiations with the Galveston Wharves on the development of a fourth terminal at the port, which has led to both entities signing a non-binding memorandum of understanding outlining parameters of a potential agreement for the development and operation of a terminal at piers 16 through 18. Just to Ooh. give you some perspective, my Norwegian Prima uh, left crew uh left uh pier number two <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a lot further out 
Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good distance away. Uh, MSC Cruises will announce more details next year, including timing of launch, ship name, and itineraries. The company said in a statement. So nice, quick, and simple. Celebrity Celebrity Cruises announced the launching of the world's first digital cruise ship in the metaverse, dubbed the Wonderverse. Thanks to the Wonderverse. Travelers can now immerse themselves with a celebrity cruises ship in the Edge series and explore a realistic digital recreation of its aspects before they embark on a journey, the company said in a statement. This digital experience was built in partnership with Surreal Events, a virtual event platform. Celebrities Wonderverse also includes mini games and various activities all hosted on the web at celebritycruises.com slash Wonderverse, W-O-N-D-E-R-V-E-R-S-E. Once logged into the Wonderverse, users will move from space to space, interacting with the platform's content and learning more about the ship as well as the destinations they can sail to on Celebrity Cruises ships. Some of the spaces that users can explore include that orange thing on the side of the ship, the magic carpet, the Grand Plaza, the resort deck, the Sunset Bar, which I absolutely love, especially on uh, 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 Celebrities Beyond, which is their newest ship that is now sailing. It's now uh, two levels, and it was designed by Nate Berkus. So he's super talented. Okay, Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean Group announced on Monday that it has entered into a new partnership with Icon Infrastructure Partners and a fund devised by Icon Infrastructure to develop strategic cruise port um, infrastructure in support of Royal Caribbean Group's robust growth plans because they definitely are growing, according to a press release. The company said that access to destinations continues to be of strategic importance to its business. The proposed partnership will own, develop, and manage cruise terminal facilities and infrastructure in home ports and key ports of call, which I think is like really good news because that's sounding, if you're opening up more um, ports of call uh, um, in at uh, at the in the US, then you're having more places where you could drive to instead of taking a flight to get right. to the cruise, you can drive there. At least that's what I'm getting when I hear this news. The more new partnership, yeah. Yeah. The new partnership will initially include Port Miami Terminal A and several development projects in Italy, Spain, and the US Virgin Islands, according to a press release. Okay. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's more international. It's just, yep. they're, just going <laughs> all, they're, they're just building terminals. Um like especially it sounds like if they're doing projects in Italy, Spain, and uh US Virgin Islands, um, yeah. It just means it'll be nice and comfy for when you travel. There you go. Um, Royal Caribbean International has introduced its 2024 to 2025 year-long and summer Caribbean cruises designed for every type of uh, adventurer and all ages. From the world's largest ships to adventure-packed weekend favorites, vacationers can have their choice of eight ships that sail to the best of the Caribbean 
Highlights include the highly anticipated debut of Icon of the Seas, sailing from uh, sailing Eastern and Western vacations year-round from Miami, a first with Symphony of the Seas making its Big Apple debut when it sails from Cape Liberty in Bayonne, New Jersey, which is just outside of New York City, mm-hmm. and Freedom of the Seas heading to Fort Lauderdale, and Harmony of the Seas returning to the cruise line's new Net Zero Terminal in Galveston, Texas. The 2024-2025 year-long and summer Caribbean cruises are now open for bookings. So these are year-long cruises, meaning the cruise meaning, is a year-long, or there's just a year-long of itineraries? No, no. It means it's yeah. It's like if you want to travel through the Caribbean, you'll be able to take a cruise um, all year long. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Because yeah. they do have the Royal Caribbean does have that like world cruises. Yes. Where it's like you, 255 days or something. Or yeah, it's yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's a lot. long, long, <laughs> long. And they also uh can break it up into sections. So if you can't spend that much time at sea, they break it up into just the Americas, just Asia. Just, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, um, you know, if all of what we're talking about sounds exciting to you, reach out. We can do it. We can help you out. Okay, Princess. Ruby Princess departed. Here, here we go again. Departed Galveston yesterday afternoon. <laughs> well, recently. It, by the time you hear this, it's yeah. going to be. Recently, they just did an 11 day sailing to Mexico and the Caribbean, marking Princess Cruise's first cruise from Texas in six years. The departure is the first of 16 sailings from Galveston on Ruby Princess's winter schedule, which includes five to 11 day voyages, along with two 16 day ocean to ocean Panama Canal transits between Galveston and San Francisco. Ruby Princess is expected uh, to carry upwards of 50,000 passengers from Galveston during its winter-spring 22-23 schedule, with many guests opting for a pre- or post-cruise land stay to explore the historic seaside city, which I really recommend. I mean, I loved my time in Galveston. I'm like, Yeah, you said you did. Yeah, I really wish I... I could have spent more time. Princess President John Paget uh, hosted a traditional maritime plaque exchange with Galveston Port Director Roger Reese prior to departure. The 113,560 gross registered ton Ruby Princess has 19 decks and offers guests a wide range of onboard amenities, including nearly 900 balcony cabins, as well as a luxurious spa, an array of dining options, entertainment for pools, and acres of teak planked decks for sunning and relaxing. The 3,080 guest ship is served by 1,100 crew members. And then they've got that whole medallion class feature where um, you can like order things via your little wearable device and they'll just deliver it to you wherever you are. Well, that's Um, fancy. It opens just like at Walt Disney World. You can use your mat, you know, at Walt Disney World, you can use the magic band to open the door to your room. You can use your wearable to open your uh, stateroom door. There's all sorts of benefits. So if you want to do that, talk to me. Holland America, Holland America Line announced that it has been named as the official exclusive 
Cruise Line of the Professional Pickleball Association. Oh, yes. The cruise line is committed to expanding its pickleball experience for sea for guests, according to a press release. Every ship in the Holland America line fleet will feature pickleball courts with top deck views. The company plans on refreshing these courts by February, and they're going to include new PPA tour partner logos. Complimentary beginner lessons will be offered by shipboard instructors starting in February and rolling out fleet-wide by April 2023. The instructors uh, will teach guests the basics of playing pickleball, as well as teach them the meanings of phrases used in the sport, such as where the kitchen is and what it means to hit a dink shot. Pickleball has become immensely popular among travel and leisure business categories because it is uniquely accessible, compatible with a variety of brands, and transcends a wide spectrum of age groups and lifestyles, said Connor Pardo, commissioner and CEO of the PPA Tour. How to Play Pickleball tutorial videos will be featured on TV programming aboard the ship. So you can learn all about how to play pickleball on the ship in your room and uh, then go out and play. Starting in 2023, travelers will be able to buy branded pickleball starter kits in the shipboard retail (laughs) shops. And uh, also for Holland America Line's 2024 Europe season, the cruise line is adding several new itineraries that combine regions, increasing the number of voyages of 14 days or longer, and enhancing Northern Europe with new departure ports. From April to November, dozens of unique itineraries ranging from 7 to 35 days will be offered on two of the lines, Pinnacle-class ships, New Stottendam and Rotterdam, along with Oosterdam and Zwitterdam. So, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, that's all that I have for news. So uh, up next is Amy with some Disney news, right? Disney news, yes. Okay, all right, better go. All right. So now we are ready for lots of fun Disney news. There's been several new exciting things released this week. The first one is going to be toy-sized fun that is going to be coming to the Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios in spring of 2023. So if you guys have been there before, there's several fun little quick service locations, including Woody's Lunchbox. But now we will be getting Roundup Rodeo Barbecue which is going to be the world's first Toy Story story table service restaurant. Which so is, is something a- that that part of the the park really needs. They It really needs a, a, a sit-down dining establishment. It does, yes. It really, I yeah. agree with you. And so yeah. there's not really, even back in the Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge, there's yes. really not sit-down. I mean, there's Oka's Cantina, but that's not really food it's really more just snacks uh it's a well, great experience but you could i sat down over at docking bay seven and they had outdoor seating and indoor seating oh yeah i just meant like it's not a table service oh right 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 not yeah. a full service yeah yeah so it's nice to have the actual table service yeah. so this is going to be a fully immersive toy experience andy has built a radio restaurant for his pals Serving delicious barbecue, family style. There's going to be platters of smoked meats, a roundup of sides, and some miniature sweet surprises along the way. So 
We don't have a specific menu yet, but stay tuned because that is coming in spring of 2023 to the Walt Disney World Resort in Hollywood Studios. We are sounds like about- um it sounds like Disney's on a roll with barbecue. They're <laughs> the, so in Toy Story Land, they're doing barbecue. And then when they rolled out something new for um, the American Pavilion in Epcot in the World Showcase, they made that. Uh, they converted the um, the dining experience in that pavilion to be a barbecue really? place. They're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, but it's good, though. So that's OK. I love me some barbecue. I know. Me, too. Good. So now our next piece of news for all of you fantastic princess fans is that character dining day is returning to Cinderella's Royal Table on February 28th. So well, this they had to do that. That needed to happen. PDQ, because why else would you want? Did anybody want to book um, a, a reservation at that restaurant, because let's face it, you go there to see the the characters. You don't go there for the food. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's fun to eat in the it's, castle and to know yes. that you're there. Right. Um, but yeah, you want to see the princesses. So yeah. princess fans, get ready. February 28th. As always, you can book these reservations 60 days in advance of either your park stay or your actual ticket day, but they will be serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So reach out to your travel agent to figure out the best way to get dining reservations for Cinderella's Royal Table. This is already a hot restaurant to get, but now it'll be even more. Oh, big time. Yeah, with the characters returning. And then our biggest other piece of food news, Chef Mickey's, which is at the Contemporary Resort outside of the Magic Kingdom, This restaurant, too, has been open for a while. Characters have also been there. But now this is returning back to its traditional buffet-style dining. So it has been family-style since it reopened post-COVID. But now this is going to be all you can eat, breakfast and dinner with your classic favorite Disney characters, Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. So The big five. What? The big five. The big five. Yes, exactly. And then our other, our last piece of news coming. There's lots of, there's just been lots of renovations. COVID yes. has just kicked off a lot of right. renovations happening. The Contemporary Resort was just rethemed with all the Incredibles. The Polynesian Resort was rethemed with all of the, um, with Moana yeah. and all of the beautiful things there. The biggest piece over by Epcot is the Boardwalk Resort. The Boardwalk Resort is getting a lot, it's getting a big, Big overhaul. They redid the pool on the outside. So the Keister Coaster got redone instead of the... I honestly think it was kind of a creepy clown. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was a little bit weird. So now it's Mickey. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of... It, it, it was a bit spooky. It was weird. I don't like clowns to begin with. They don't I mean, bother me, they but kinda, that was they, weird. They've always kind of... I went on a uh, clown sound next to me on a bus one time and really oh. that just freaked me out no, no. yeah so i'm not a big i appreciate the entertainment value i will see them at a circus because there's a distance between right. they're out on the the floor of the circus performing and me up in the stands watching that's fine yeah 
but not up but, close to the person. Yeah. So <laughs> I understand about that pool. Yeah. So that's already been redone, but now they have a lot of more refurbishments coming, coming, coming. I can't even talk. <laughs> so the first one is going to be Carousel Coffee. This is going to be a Northeast inspired deli and cafe. It'll be serving a lot, your specialty lattes and your favorite pastries. Uh, they're also going to be having a cake bake shop. This is actually going to be a table service restaurant. Oh. Very whimsical and and just fun themed on the boardwalk. So it's a table service restaurant and bakery. So we have to make sure that Heather goes there to yes, yes, check exactly. out the cake shop. But that is opening in 2023. They are going to be redoing the lobby just to make it lively and fun, give it a fresh update. And then, of course, the guest rooms are going to be refurbished. They've been doing that a lot throughout the right. World Resort. So now it is the boardwalk's turn yeah. to be receiving their their update. So yeah, personally, I'm not a fan of when they do those updates most of the time. Most of the time I'm not I'll explain why I can tell you want to talk some more about what they're doing and I can discuss more about why I'm so disgruntled. No, you're good. Really, that's the biggest thing. This that's okay. the, I mean, the other everything else goes and talks about kind of what we already knew with the contemporary and the Polynesian. So, yeah, tell us why you don't like the update. Okay. So, uh in the old days, part of the reason why I would want to uh, get uh, to stay at a Walt Disney World resort and stay on site is because these rooms had character and mm -hmm. they were uh, decorated with a lot of motifs of uh, Disney stuff. Yep. And um, it was different. And they've really every like. For, I'm going to just use my most recent stay as an example. So um, shortly before I went there, they re had they had redone the rooms like they're planning to do at um, which resort they're doing? Oh, the boardwalk. The boardwalk. So, uh, mm -hmm. um, so I was going I was staying at Port Orleans uh, French Quarter. Oh, yeah. And um, I felt like. You know, they're trying to modernize things and but I feel like they take all the the specialness out of it and it ends up look, you know, the beds were all white, but mm -hmm. very simple, clean cut lines. There were there used to be carpeting in the floor. They took out all the carpeting and put like um laminate wood wood, wood laminate floors. So um it's nice. It don't get me wrong. I but it kind of reminds me of like a Hilton or a Holiday Inn. Like, why, why not just go to a chain room? You know what I mean? I know. It, it just, I feel like they just were taking the exception to that is uh, the rooms over at the Contemporary. I like that uh, the Pixar Incredibles mm -hmm. stuff that they did. That yeah. I thought was really well done. I enjoyed. Yeah. That. Well, and the Moana stuff at. Um... The Polynesian is also yeah. still very Polynesian. I, I'm not personally a fan of the wood floors. Um, uh -huh. You know, I know they have their benefits from allergies. A right. And, and cleanliness. Yes. I to and I'm sure the ease of cleaning as well. Right. Uh, I yeah. totally get that. But I personally don't like to put my feet on a cold floor in the morning. Yeah. Um, right. And. I never have experienced it until because when we when we went on the tour, I thought how the first time we ever started seeing these <clears throat> was back in 2019. Right. We we're touring the resorts and 
my first question was, how loud is this? Like, did what you know? What level does it take away? Because the carpet right. is going to offer some insulation, yeah, absorb some wider. sound. Yeah, and yeah. so they said that it wouldn't because of whatever they had kind of underneath the floors. And I have not experienced it until my most recent trip to Animal Kingdom, and it was yeah. really loud. Now, all the other, I think I've done five resorts since then, and they've been fine. We've never had an issue, but Animal Kingdom was was noisy. Like we could hear people in the hallway above oh, us. Wow. So yeah, I don't know. I was kind of anyway. So I like even our own bedroom has carpet, and I like the warmth of the carpet in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yep. So yeah, that is it. As always, you know, there's lots of renovations coming. If you're concerned about a renovation or what's happening, is it going to affect your stay? Reach out to your favorite travel advisor, including Douglas yep. and myself, and yep. let us know. Like what you are hearing, this is your moment. It is your opportunity to become a hero. Please share Travel Happens on your favorite social media platform. Tell your friends. They can find us on their favorite podcast player like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. You are tasked with sharing Travel Happens on whatever social media platform you choose. Our website, www.podpage.com slash travel dash happens, makes it easy to share an episode on several social media platforms. You could say some kind words on the platform of your choice. One social media channel will suffice. We need help. Spread the word. For you podcast fans out there, we are on Podchaser, where you can discover your next favorite podcast, rate podcasts, review them, and listen to them. You can share us through podchaser.com. A link is in the show notes. Should you fail to share this podcast, I will place a curse on you. Remember this. Huh? This is my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, this is holiday season. If you do not share this podcast on social media, I will be reporting to Baby New Year directly and informing him what a bad listener you have been. I don't think you want a sad New Year in 2023. I think we've all had enough of those. Right. You can. Yeah. You can avoid the curse and have a happy Baby New Year by sharing this podcast with your friends. All right, we're back. And uh, Amy, you're going to be talking some great new places to, not, well, not new, but um, great places to stay when you're taking a trip to Walt Disney World. And we actually started kind of talking about Walt Disney World resorts uh, when at the very end of the news. We did, yes. Yeah, There's nice little transition there. It is, yes. So I have been very thankful to actually have stayed in all of the Walt Disney World resorts. And I'll smell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely have my favorites. So I have yes. three of them that are my favorites. So we'll talk about yes. them. Um, my newest favorite yes. is Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, yes, I understand why. At least... I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so we had stayed there 
12 years ago. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. It was a good right. moderate resort. Um, right. We we actually stayed there twice. We were both times kind of in the back, like around. So there's yes. a huge, huge lake. And we were in the back. And so it took a while to get it up to the front of right. the resort. We wanted the main food. We weren't that far from the pool, which was nice. And the benefit of that resort is that there's the bus stations go all around the resort. So yes. you're not always having to walk to the front of the resort to catch your bus. So that's nice. The downside is that you do have to go. If you're on, you still have to go to the other stops. But anyway, so it was always just, it was a good moderate resort. It didn't, you know, didn't blow me away, but it was great. Well, now they have built the new Grand Destino Tower. This thing is beautiful. I mean, it is like yes. a deluxe level. I want to stay there. Resort. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I feel like you're getting, uh, listen, you are getting luxury, deluxe uh, accommodations, basically, for a moderate price. Get mm -hmm. it now because, trust me, Disney is going to pick up on this and they're going to change their pricing and make it more in line with deluxe resorts instead of the moderate that it is right now. Yeah. So the one, you know, as you, there's three levels of resorts in Disney. Right. Anytime you step up, you get more, more accommodations, more, um, more restaurant choices, more food choices. Um, the rooms are bigger, like all these things you continue to step up, but that right. one has a lot that had, they have the new three bridges bar, which I'm a huge yep. fan of. That doesn't require reservations. You can um, you can put your name on a list, like a call ahead type. You yes. don't call. You walk up and put your name on the list. But right. um, they'll buzz you. Right. The appetizers are great. The food is great, and it's just, just open air. So you see the back of the resort, which at night is fun because it's all lit up and it's just beautiful. You can sit at the bar. You can sit at a table. Um, they have a sangria flight, which I'm a personal fan of. Mm -hmm. The corn dip is great. Um. But that's new. And then they have on top of the tower, they have two things. They have Toledo, which is a Spanish right. style restaurant. And then they also have across the little like hallway is the Dahlia Lounge. Um, and that is, you know, great drinks, big comfy couches. It's a lot more, you know, relaxed. And so both of them have little balconies and you can kind of reach over. You can see the not that Hollywood Studios has a huge nighttime spectacular, but you can see what they have at Hollywood Studios. And depending on where you're positioned, you can see the the show at Epcot as well. It's a little bit further out there, but you can still see both of those. And then from a transportation aspect, yes, you have to take the bus. There's no Skyliner, but it is so centrally located that I feel like it's just a quick little jaunt. Right. No matter where you go. Technically, it says it's closest to Animal Kingdom, but really, I mean, it's like five or 10 minutes from... Epcot, Hollywood, Animal Kingdom, and it's going to be a little bit further to Magic Kingdom, but it's it's really pretty efficient for a resort that only has bus transportation. Yeah. I like That's, it. Uh, that last point that you made is huge to me because at the end of my day, I just want to get back to my room so badly. Mm -hmm. yes. Like even the shortest little trip can seem like it's taking forever to me. So if you're telling me that, you know, its central location will be great for any to uh, visit to any park. Sign me up. Yeah, that's what I like about it. And then the other feature that I really like about it is this is the only non-deluxe hotel to offer club level service. Right. 
So club level service is you're going to get a your own kind of VIP concierge that's up there with you. So they can help you with anything that you need. You're not having to go down to the front desk where everybody else is. So it's more personalized service. They're going to be able to help you with tickets, dining, room questions, whatever it is that you need. Um, and then the lounge is great. I mean, they just have, they have, so it includes your club level service includes your, all of your food. They have breakfast, they have little snacks and things like that yeah. for lunch. And then they have dinner. It's all they have like small. a little lounge, right? Yeah. It's a little lounge. Yeah. Papa style. They have, um, then it also includes all of your soda, water, juice, coffee, beer, wine, and champagne. So that's another huge perk to go be able to go up there and just have a nightcap, but definitely to have your breakfast and you know sneak back for dinner and then go back out to the park. So that is my newest favorite resort. Right. right. That's number your number two, one. Yeah, number yeah. Number two is the beach club. Yes. So this is on I, the I love, I love the beach club. I do too. I both really both the beach club and the yacht club. I like the beach just a little bit better because mm-hmm. of the, the proximity field, the to Echo. Oh, okay. What'd you for say? Me, for me, the reason is the proximity to Epcot. Well, and that's the other reason. Yeah. It's it's like it is such a quick little walk over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I just was complaining about my <laughs> trying to get home, but that is that is literally I could get home in five minutes. Well, exactly. Home being the the resort of away from home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so again, um, super close. And then you can even you have multiple options to get to Hollywood Studios. So you can you can take the Skyliner if you want to. You can take the friendship boats, or you can even walk. We walk most right. of the time. Yeah, um, over to Hollywood Studios. So I mean, that's a little bit further than it is to Epcot, but not bad. If you're a runner or a walker, it's a be- it's the best I think running path. A lot of the mm-hmm. hotels have jogging. I've trails. done that running path. Yeah. And you can yeah. choose just to jog around the lake over by Boardwalk. You can go up to Swan and Dolphin. You can run all the way to Hollywood Studios and come back. Yeah. Um, but it's great. The fitness center is really nice there. The best thing about this resort, and it shares it with the, its sister resort, the Yacht Club, is the pool. Right. Pool Stormalong Bay. Stormalong Bay is amazing. You have the Lazy River in there. You have the Zero Entry Pool. Part of it's a sand bottom pool. Mm-hmm. The water slide is fantastic. Right. You actually go like across the sidewalk and come down into this like big barrel. It's fun. Water slide. Yes. It's super great. The amenities are, are good. The restaurants and you, they share a lot with the yacht club. So you yes. can just walk right over to the walk. I can't talk yacht club and enjoy some of their nice steak restaurants. There's a lounge in the middle. That's really great. Cape May, Cape May cafe features character dining. So you're going to get Minnie and her beach attire in the mornings for breakfast buffet. And then you get the seafood buffet in the evening, which is, you love crab legs. It's delicious. So I like that one. And then my third one, and probably my favorite resort of all of them is the Grand Floridian. Actually, I'm going to just have more stuff to say about the why I enjoyed the beach club. Oh so yeah, sorry. I uh, I'm a Jersey kid, so the beach club just brings back all this nostalgia for me. All these memories of growing up as a kid. Every summer we would uh, always go to uh, the beach uh, along the Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. and um, so 
that's it just reminds me so much of my childhood. So that's why I, I love it. I agree. I, and it, it very much has that sure. Yes. Flair to it. Right. With the boardwalk and the, the little shops and the. Yeah. If you've been to the Jersey Shore, then you can understand the relationship too. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's like that, but cleaner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and beaches and cream. We didn't even talk about that. Yes. Beaches and cream. Uh, is the get me a no cream. way, Jose. What? Get me a no way, Jose. Oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> it's a that's a Sunday with. Um, oh, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, peanut butter sauce and hot fudge. And it's just lots of deliciousness and in yes. a big, big goblet, <laughs> which is very important to me. You need to, I need some size. There you go. Okay. So then my last one definitely is the Grand Floridian. I didn't quite appreciate the love for this the first time I went there. Uh-huh. Um, but the more and more I go, the more and more I love it. That is one that, and you get it a little bit at the beach club, but I feel like it's way more at the Grand Floridian. That initial opening and the smell mm-hmm. that I think clover is officially the name of it, but the clover smell that's there. Yeah. So you walk into this beautiful grand two-story lobby, which is actually on the refurbishment list too to be updated and refreshed. Right. But this beautiful Victorian lobby, and they have the plush carpets and the couches and the huge um floral bouquets everywhere and they have this huge just grand victorian elevator kind of glass elevator on the right side up this big staircase and there's always a piano player and well though she was gone during covid or he but to have the live piano music i mean i can just go we actually met a woman who goes there her her husband had passed away and they used to go there together and she would go every day at 4 p.m. with her book and she listens to the piano and she reads her book for an hour and then she goes back home. But it's wonderful. They used to have an orchestra. They used to have an orchestra that would play there too. Yes. And they were, they were phenomenal. I loved, yeah. I loved the orchestra, but fantastic dining. Citrico's has been refreshed and redone. That has reopened the Grand Floridian Cafe. Both of those are a, a, a nice table service. They're not a high-end dining, but they're, it's good food, great, just a good atmosphere, great atmosphere. Um, the other one hasn't reopened yet, but the, the character buffet with Mary Poppins and friends, it's, it's kind of a random, it's Mary Poppins, Mad Hatter, Alice in Wonderland. Um, but they're there again, that has not reopened yet. The ever so famous Victorian Alberts. This is very, very high end restaurant. You're going to be very specific with your chef. You're going to get a lot of very personalized, customized experiences when you dine at Victorian Alberts. Um, and then my newest favorite is actually up still in this main lobby up on the second floor is the Enchanted Rose. So this has this re- this opened. I want to say Dude, two right before my visit it was 2019. That's what I thought, 2019, because that was when I went and it was it was open. And so we um, there's two two rooms. The first one is the bar, and above the bar, the chandelier is this beautiful gold chandelier, which is like the bottom twirling of of Belle's dress. 
And they have another little kind of cove over there and an outside balcony that you can eat on. Then you go kind of out and back in and there's into another room, which is the library. And so they have the beautiful fireplace, the rows sitting up on the mantle of the fireplace, lots of cozy chairs and plush couches and chairs that you can sit on. So my personal favorite drink is their Manhattan. I love it. It's pricey, but it's delicious. I get it every single time I go. Um, they don't have big, heavy foods. It's Again, it's a lounge, so they're going to have more appetizers and and things like that. Sliders, um, the truffle fries are actually very delicious. But then the rest of the resort is just beautiful white. If you've ever seen it, the white with the red roof. It's actually about to celebrate its 30-year anniversary in 2023. But lots of great rooms. You can get good theme park view rooms. You can get beautiful garden rooms. I love it because they have the balcony. So to sit out on your balcony, every room has a balcony. And you can enjoy your coffee in the morning. And it's just so quiet. It's so calm. You talk about wanting to come back to your resort quickly. I definitely love to come back to the resort quickly, but to come back and have that, that calmness and you've just kind of had a busy day at Disney world. It's been hot. Who knows what crowds you've been in and to come back to that peace. That is what I love so much about that resort. Um, there's three great pools. There's the main pool that's centrally located the, in the resort over off to the side, then kind of over closer to the new DVC buildings. They have this great Mad Hatter splash zone. This huge big hat fills up and then it dumps out with water and spills little small slides for the for the little ones. And they can just splash and play all day and you don't have to worry about them going. I mean, it's water, but so you know what I mean? They're not going underwater or trying to swim or, or do any of that. And then they have next to that, they have more of a fun pool and that's going to have your water slide. They do have a zero entry portion to that pool as well, but a little bit more fun, fun for your older ones to be able to play and and have a good time. And it's great proximity. So there's a new walking path that was just finished. So you can walk directly to the Magic Kingdom. Of course, you can take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. It's just one simple stop right over. You can keep taking the monorail on around if you want to go to Epcot and go that direction. But it's a beautiful... Like I said, it's just a beautiful resort. Obviously, you can tell that <laughs> that it's my favorite. And one of my favorite features as well, um, kind of off to the left of the resort, is a little quick service restaurant called Gasparilla Grill. There's a beautiful patio and a marina out in front of there. And that is one of the best places if you don't want to watch fireworks in the park is to watch the fireworks there. You definitely won't be able to see all the projections that are on Cinderella's castle, but you can see you can see the castle. You can see all of the nighttime spectacular, whatever it's called at that moment in time. But to sit out there, to have your favorite drink, have a glass of wine, enjoy the time out there and just watch the fireworks without the crowds, that the piece, they pipe in the music so you can hear the music while it's playing. They do that as well at the Contemporary and the Polynesian. But my favorite place to actually see it is right there at the Grand Floridian. So that is my ultimate favorite resort in the Walt Disney World Resort. So that's my top three, Coronado Springs, the Beach Club, and the Grand Floridian. Excellent. Thank you very much, Amy. You are very, very welcome. G- gave us lots to think about. All right. We'll be back.
We're obsessed. This is our chance to rant or rave about something that is going on in our lives. It could be a book, an event, a record, something we just not we just cannot let go of. We are uh, going to start with Amy's current obsession. What you got for us? So my obsession is the cold. This is awful. <laughs> it's not awful. <laughs> it's not bad yet. But I looked at the it's, weather. No wait. No wait. I've got uh, I've got a whole bunch of weather happening tomorrow. So that's what I say. It's for... not bad yet. And I'm going to be outside in it. Travel. Yes. I'm going to be like walking outside oh. in it. That's oh. part of it. Yeah. Mm. Part of I have to I be in and out. I have it. I have clients that I'm going to be in and out of yeah. the car with a lot tomorrow. Right. Um, But we live in Nashville, right? Like it just doesn't. I mean, it does snow here some, but it's not when I used to live in Indiana. It's nothing like that. It's yes. nothing like you're going to get in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um. I'm getting our, the wintry mix tomorrow. Yes, we are too. We're starting off with rain. Our day starts off tomorrow at, I think like, well, the low tonight is two. Oh the my high, goodness. Or no, I'm sorry. Not tonight. The low tonight is 41. The high tomorrow, it that was, starts. That at, was like our high. <laughs> right. Well, it starts at 50. And then the low for tomorrow night is one. Which I know is not as cold as you guys. And then Friday, well, the highest. No, 12. that that yeah, it hardly ever gets that cold. Yeah. yeah. Hardly. Um ever. Friday, our high is 12, our low is five. Saturday, the high is 23. So it's a little bit warmer, but our low is still nine. Like we were planning, there's this whole Christmas outdoor thing here. Um, it's called Enchant. And they it's these Christmas lights, and you can buy specialty drinks and cocoa and all the fun things. And then there's this beautiful skating rink. And Friday is we're planning a fun family day together. We're going to go get lunch or breakfast and go watch a movie. And then we're going to go to Enchant. And I said, we are not going (laughs) with it being that cold outside. So I'm kind of bummed that we can't go, but. Here, let me make it even worse for you. Just think of when the power utility bills come in. I know, right? Uh, you're yeah. talking about this, and I just started to look at the all I cared about were all the highs. And I'm Saturday, high of 19, Ooh. low of 15. <laughs> you're warmer than we are. That's crazy. Uh, Friday, it's a high of 50, but five zero, five zero, okay, with a low of 11. Okay. Like, yeah, you're warmer than us. I, I'm like, I, I, I don't have the money. I just don't. <laughs> Douglas is going to be found in a hat and long socks and lots of. Oh my goodness! Layers. <laughs> well, we me. keep our air low, anyways. I'm just going to stay in bed all day Saturday. There you go. Get your well, I can't down. actually. I have to go out in the morning, but as soon as I get home, I'm going straight to bed. That's there you it. Go. Just stay cozied up, but yeah. Do you have an electric blanket? No. Okay. We don't either because it doesn't get that cold. But in Indiana, we used to always have them, and that was the best part about going to bed was the electric blanket after you've yeah. been laying in the snow all day. Maybe I should get like a hot water bottle. You should. There you go. Just yeah. tuck it. In. My um, our Christmas elf when mm-hmm. first arrives on December first, um, he brings little presents for the children. And this year he brought my daughter. It's called a warmy and it's a little stuffed animal, a little lovey, but it has those 
like lavender beads or something. Oh, yeah. It smells so good. Um, you can put it in the microwave and um, heat it up for a little bit. And so, yes, we've, we have. Can I put that on my lower back? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Warmy. He's a penguin. Uh-huh. So we have used Warmy a lot. But even we've always kept our air cooler in the winter. We usually keep our air at 69. Um, and this year we've dropped it to 67. And I can feel the difference in the house. <laughs> It'll be better for the electric bill, but I can I'm cold all the time. So I use the fireplace Ugh. more. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I would too. Yeah. So yeah, this I think it's Storm Elliot, Winter Storm Elliot is what I saw that's oh really coming in. Um, but even the wind chills, like our wind chills are supposed to be between negative 20 and negative 25. Hmm. Um, so yeah. We will not be going. We'll have a cold, cold Christmas. Well, and- at least the the good thing is, at least the weather report that I was looking at, it's just going to be a just a frigid few days. You know, it's just yes. temporary. And, then it warms- and we'll get out of it. Yeah, yeah. Just we have to keep on saying up. this is not lasting forever. I know. <laughs> I know we're back in the 40s by Wednesday. So oh, very good. It'll get there. And it's sunny, even like Christmas Day, Monday, Tuesday, even though it's cold, it's sunny. So mm-hmm. that will be good. So that's mine. That's my obsession is the cold, cold weather that's coming in. All right. I'm going to, this is going to be like a part two. So before I talked about the Amazon Prime video series, that is their biggest hit right now called The Peripheral. Yes. And it was just like this really convoluted mystery type of a thing. And uh, well, I finally finished it all. I finally, so they only have season one and I finished it and I'm still confused and don't quite understand. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on. Right. Seriously, I kind of (laughs) don't. Um. (laughs) But, uh, you know, for science fiction fans, you know, this series, it's really going to give you some anxiety, not only because of the themes covered in the production, but also because, uh, you know, it's expensive to make, which means that the plug can be pulled out at any moment. Um, You know, it I'm hoping for a season two. But because it's so expensive to make and, you know, it's the production value is really good. They might just say, is it really worth it? Are we really making money on this? So just because it's might... so much sci-fi? Is that why it's so expensive? No, no, no. It's because the nature of the sci-fi in order to make all of this futuristic world look real, mm. it's expensive to do. I'm with you. Okay. You know, lots of CGI and stuff, you know. James Cameron is lucky with Avatar, you know. I thought you were about to say he directed this show. I was like, oh, he's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, It's actually that there's two executive producers of the show and uh, they ran the show, which I loved, Westworld. And that's what happened (gasps) there. I forgot about that show. Yeah, you got the plug got pulled out from under you because it was so expensive to make. They said, nope, sorry, we're not going to continue. Oh, that's a bummer. So like, 
you know, if you're a fan of the peripheral, that's exactly what could happen with this show. Like, is there going to be a season two? But it kind of looks like it will. Um, Amazon Studios head of television, Vernon Sanders, revealed um, that there's he uh, thinks that there will be more episodes of the peripheral. Um, and Sanders shared that the sci-fi show is gaining traction from fans, hailing from a different series altogether. And it's all going according to Prime Video's plans. So, you know, and this is the head of television at Prime Video. So if he's optimistic he's about it, it yeah. yeah, then I think, you know, a season two is going to happen. Yeah. Um, apparently they're in talks right now about a season two as uh, I'm talking about it. And uh, they're thrilled to see real engagement and a lot of crossover from all the fans of the Lord of the Rings and uh, going to the peripheral. Personally, I don't I don't understand that logic, but okay. <laughs> They're both expensive. I get that. <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the Lord of the Rings? Um, well, like um in the peripheral, there's uh two main characters who are brother and sister, and they're like a pair, and okay. they're like and in the Lord of the Rings, it's the these two main characters that are the leads. So I think that's kind of stretching it if, of a comparison, but um, uh, apparently they're hard at work on scripts for season two and a plan well, for season go. two. So, but they aren't saying anything official right now. Um, apparently the main character, uh, who they, her name is Flynn Fisher, gets involved in a further dystopian future. She's in the future. She's like in 2032. And then some she somehow she gets contacted by her own future in an augmented virtual reality system. And um, well, that's weird. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's just it it's. Yeah, the show is very I had questions the entire time, the whole season one and still at the end. Still, I'm still not clear as to what's going on. And um, there's multiple baddies in this. That's part of its appeal that um, there is like a thing called the Research Institute and so like last time I was talking about the the leader of the research institute, she is an amazing actress. And I she's just uh, just her very being. She just like oozes evil. So she's <laughs> a bad person. And then there's uh, like a, this mafia guy and um, he's bad. And then there's this corrupt. Um, guy who's like a crime lord and the sheriff are both in there those two are in league with each other so it's just horrible person after horrible person (laughs) (laughs) makes you want to run out and see the show doesn't it right do they intertwine like do they know each other or do they just interact with the main character flynn they just interact with the main character okay a, a few of the main characters um and uh yeah, like the that 
crime, like the uh, sheriff and the guy who runs the local town, um, they know nothing about this future that uh, Flynn uh, goes into uh, through this oh. augmented reality. You know, she would need a, like a little head. They would need a little headset in order to be in 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 that world. Okay. So yeah. I don't who knows what the heck is going on and <laughs> what's gonna happen. But time I, travel you know, things are always so fascinating, like how they yeah. come up with the rules of time travel and what happens if you meet your future self or your like it's just always so yeah. And the the more progressive we get with technology, the more right. complicated time travel. Right. You know, and we used the, to have to just deal with Back to the Future, and now right. it's all this whole. <laughs> yeah, and I read world. something that the executive producer, who also was the executive producer of Westworld, he was describing their plans for season two. He's like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be all all very convoluted." I'm like, "Oh, that's all I need." But um, my understanding is if you base on how they did the production of season one of when they were filming and then when things got released, I probably won't be seeing this until late 2024, maybe early 2020. Yeah. Yeah, So I probably have like a year wait (laughs) or a little go back and rewatch it to figure out what happened. (laughs) Actually probably like a little over a year because this came out in October. Okay. I just got around to watching it recently. Okay. So who knows what's happening? So that's what I'm obsessed with lately. You You might be re-obsessed in 2024. Yeah. Join us for our episode in 2024 where Douglas describes season two. (laughs) Where Douglas loses his mind because of all the <laughs> stuff that's happening. Um, all right. So it, it's just crazy. A vacation in the 21st century is a complicated maze. We can help to sort out this mess and make sense of it all. We have oodles more advice and guidance when it comes to favorite destinations for North Americans. If you want help with a vacation, we can make it happen. Our contact information is in the show notes. We can help with favorite destinations on land and sea for your favorite vacation destinations in North America. Just shoot us an email. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. We will be back next week when we will be bringing you more gems with season three. If you need help with planning a vacation, contact Amy, Heather, or myself. And our contact information is in the show notes. Follow Travel Happens on your favorite podcast player to listen as we explore what is beyond our front porch. I'll say it right tonight. Don't forget to reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure. 